بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام النووي's Riyadh al-Salihin is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over 700 years. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives a brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the beautiful sunnah of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and by doing so, helping us gain the pleasure of Allah the Exalted. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala seyyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in. Min kitab riyad al-salihin ni seyyidina al-imam al-nawi rahimahullahu ta'ala. Wa nafa'ana bi'ilumhi fiddarin. Ameen. Ila anqal. So we'll read the second part of the hadith today, insha'Allah. وَنَهَى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنْ كَلَامٍ أَيُّهَا الثَّلَاثَةُ مِنْ بَيْنِ مَنْ تَخَلَّفَ عَنْهُمْ قَالَ فَاجْتَنَبَنَ النَّاسِ أو قَالَ تَغَيِّرُوا لَنَا حَتَّى تَنَكَّرَتْ لِي فِي نَفْسِيَ الْأَرْضِ فَمَا هِيَ الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي أَعْرِفُ فَلَبَثْنَا عَلَى ذَلِكَ خَمْسِينَ لَيْلَةً فَأَمَّا الصَّاحِبَي فَاسْتَكَانَ وَقَعَ فِي بُيُوتِهِمَا يَبْكِيَانِ وَمَا أَنَا فَكُنْتُ أَشَبَّ الْقَوْمِ وَأَجْلَدُهُمْ فكنت أخرج فأشهد الصلاة مع المسلمين وأطوف في الأسواق ولا يكلمني أحد وآتي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسلم عليه وفي مجلسه بعد الصلاة فأقول في نفسي هل حرك شفته برد السلام أم لا ثم أصلي قريبا منه وأسارقه نظر فإذا أقبلت على الصلاة نظر إلي وإذا التفت نحوه أعرض عنه حتى إذا طال ذلك علي من جفوة المسلمين مشيت حتى تصورت ججار حائط أبي قتادة وابن عمي وحب الناس لي فسلمت عليه فوالله ما رد علي السلام فقلت له يا أبا قتادة أنشدك بالله هل تعلمني أحب الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فسكت فعدت فناشده فسكت فعدت فناشده فقال الله ورسوله أعلم ففاضت عيني وتوليت حتى تصورت الجدار فبينما أن أمشي في سوق المدينة إذا نبطي من نبط أهل الشام بمن قدم بالطعام يبيعه بالمدينة يقول من يدل على كعب من مالك فطفق الناس يشيرون له إلي حتى جاءني فدفع إلي كتابا من ملك غسان وكنت كاتبا فقرأت فإذا فيها مبعث إنه قد بلغنا أن صاحبك قد جفاك ولم يجعلك الله بدار حوان ولا مدعه فالحق بنا فالحق بنا نواسيك فقلت هنا قرأت وهذه أيضا من البلاي فتيممت بها التنور فسجدها حتى إذا مضت أربعون من الخمسين واستلبث الوحي إذا رسول الله صلى الله إذا رسول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يأتيني فقال إن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يأمرك أن تعتزل مرأتك وقلت أطلقها أم ماذا أفعل قال لا بل اعتزلها فلا تقربنها وأرسل إلى صاحبي بمثل ذلك وقلت لامرأتي إلحكي بأهدك وكوني عندهم حتى يقضي الله في هذا الأمر فجاءت امرأة هلال بن أمي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت له يا رسول الله إن هلال بن أمي شيخ ضائع ليس له خادم فهل تكره أن أخدمه قال لا ولكن لا يقربنك فقالت إنه والله ما به من حركة إلى شيء ووالله ما زال يبكي منذ كان من أمر ما كان إلى يومه هذا وقال لي بعض أهلي لو استأذنت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في امرأتك فقد أذن لامرأة هلال بن أمي أن تخدمه 
فقلت لا استاذن فيها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وما يدريني ماذا يقول الله ماذا يقول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا استاذنت فيها وانا رجل شاب فلبثت بذلك عشر ايام فكملنا خمسون ليلا من حين النهاء كان منا ثم صليت صلاة الفجر صباح خمسين ليلة الآن على الظهر بيت من بيوتنا فبين أنا جالس على حال الذي ذكر الله تعالى منا قد ضاقت علي نفسي وضاقت علي العلي الأرض بما رحبت سمعت صوت سارخ أوفى على سلع يقول بعلى صوته يا كعب من مالك أبشر فخرجت ساجدا وعرفت أنه قد جاء فرج فآذن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الناس بتوبة الله عز وجل علينا حين صلى صلاة الفجر فذهب الناس يبشروننا فذهب قبل صاحبي مبشرون وركل رجل إلي فرس وسعى ساعا من أسلم قبلي وأوفى على الجبر وكان صوت أسرع من الفرس فلما جاءني الذي سمعت صوته يبشرني نزعت له ثوبي فكسودهما إياه ببشارته والله ما أملك غيرهما يومئذ واستعلت ثوبين فلبستهما وانطلقت أتأمم ورسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يتلقاني الناس فوج فوج يهنئونني بالتوبة ويقولون لي لتهنك توبة الله عليك حتى دخلت المسجد فإذا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم جالس حوله الناس فقام طرح الأبجوة ببيت الله رضي الله عنه يهرول حتى صافحني وهنأني والله ما قام رجل من المهاجرين غيره فكان كعب لا ينساها لطرحه قال كعب فلما سلمت على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو قال وهو يبرك وجهه من السرور أبشر بخير يوما مر عليك موذ ولدتك أمك فقلت أمن عندك يا رسول الله أمن من الله قال لا بل من عند الله عز وجل وكان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا صر استنار وجهه حتى كأن وجهه كتعة كبر وكنا نعرف ذلك منه فلما جلست بين يديه قلت يا رسول الله إن من توبتي أن أنخلي عن مالي صدقة إلى الله وإلى رسوله وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أمسك عليك بعد مالك فهو خير لك فقلت إني أمسك سهم الذي بخيبر وقلت يا رسول الله إن الله تعالى إنما أنجاني بالصدق وإن من توبتي ألا أحدث إلا صدقا ما بقيت فبالله ما علمت أحد من المسلمين أبلاه الله تعالى في صدق الحديث منذ ذكرت ذلك لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أحسن مما أبلاني الله تعالى والله ما تعمدت كذبة منذ قلت ذلك لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى يوم هذا وإني لأرجو أن يحفظني الله تعالى فيما بقيت قال فأنزل الله تعالى لقد هاب الله على النبي والمهاجرون صار الذين اتبعوا في ساعة الأسرة حتى بلغ إنه بهم رؤوف الرحيم وعلى ثلاثة الذين خلفوا حتى إذا ضاقت عليهم الأرض بما رحبت حتى بلغ اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين قال كعب والله ما أنعم الله عليه من نعمة قطبة لإذ هداني الله للإسلام أعظم في نفسي من صدق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أكون كذبته فأهلك كما هلك الذين كذبوا إن الله تعالى قال الذين كذبوا حين أنزل الوحي حين أنزل الوحي الشر ما قال لأحد فقال الله تعالى سيهلفون بالله لكم إذا انقلبتم إليهم لتعرضوا عنهم فعرضوا عنهم إنهم رزهم ومأواهم جهنم جزاء بما كانوا يكسبون يهلفون لكم لترضوا عنهم فانترضوا عنهم فإن الله لا يرضى عن الكوم الفاسكين قال كعب 
كنا خلفنا أيها الثلاثة عن أمر أولئك الذين قبل منهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هنا حلف له فبايعهم واستغفر لهم وأرجع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أمرنا حد قضى الله تعالى فيه بذلك قال الله تعالى وعلى الثلاثة الذين خلفوا وليس الذي ذكر مما خلفنا تخلفنا عن الغزو وإنما هو تخليفه إيانا ويرجعه أمرنا أمن حلف له واعتذر إليه فقابل منه متفق عليه وفي رواية أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج في غزوة تبوك يوم الخميس وكان يحب أن يخرج يوم الخميس وكان لا يقدم من سفر إلا النهارا في الضحى فإذا قدم بدأ بالمشري فصل فيه ركعتين ثم جلس فيه So this translates as, For amongst all those who had remained behind in the expedition, the Messenger of Allah prohibited the people from speaking to only the three of us. The people remained aloof from us. The people remained aloof from us, or he said their attitude towards us changed, and the entire earth seemed strange to me. It was not the earth that I had pre- known previously. We remained in this state for 50 days. My two companions became miserable and remained crying in their homes. I was younger and much stronger than them, and I would therefore go out, attend the salat with the Muslims, and walk around in the marketplaces, but no one would talk to me. I would go to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was seated in his assembly after the salat, and I would greet him. I would ask myself, did his lips move and reply to my greeting or not? I would then offer a salat close to him and steal a glance at him. When I was engaged in my prayer, he would turn towards me, but when I turned towards him, he would turn away from me. When the boycott of the Muslims seemed too long to me, I walked and climbed over the orchard wall of Abu Qatada, who was my cousin and most beloved to me. I greeted him, but by Allah, he did not reply to my greeting. I said to him, O oh, Abu Qatada, I ask you in the name of Allah, don't you know that I love Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he remained silent. I repeated my question, he was still silent. I repeated my question again, and he replied, Allah and his messenger know best. My eyes filled with tears and I turned around and climbed back over the wall. While I was walking in the marketplace of Medina, I heard a farmer from Syria who used to sell his food in Medina saying, Who can direct me to Kaab ibn Madik? The people began directing him towards me. He came to me and handed me a letter from the king of Ghassan. As I could read and write, I read it. News had reached us that your companion, the messenger of Allah, has boycotted you. Allah did not compel you to live in a place where you are humiliated and where your rights are trampled upon. Join us and we will assist you. After reading the letter, I said to myself, this is also a test from Allah. And I took it to an oven and burnt it. When 40 of the 50 days had passed and revelation was still delayed, a messenger sent by the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to me and said, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commands you to distance yourself from your wife. I asked him, should I divorce her or what? He replied, no, merely distance yourself from her and do not have relations with her. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent the same command to my two companions as well. I said to my wife, go to your parents and remain with them until Allah passes a decree in this matter. The wife of Hilal ibn Umayyah came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, O Messenger of Allah, Hilal ibn Umayyah is an old man. He has no one to attend to him. Do you disapprove of my attending to him? He replied, no, but he should not have any relations with you. She said, by Allah, he has no inclination to anything. By Allah, he has been crying continuously since the time this matter began until today. Some of my family members said to me, why don't you go and ask permission from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for your wife to attend to you? Because he permitted the wife of Hilal ibn Umayyah to attend to him. I replied, I will not ask the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for permission in this regard because I do not know what he will say, considering the fact that I am a young man. I remained like this for 10 days and 50 days had passed from the time that people were prohibited from speaking to us. I offered the Fajr prayer on the morning of the 50th day on the rooftop of one of our homes. While I was sitting in that condition, 
which Allah described about us, my life constricted in the earth, narrow despite its vastness, I heard a person who had climbed the Sadat mountain, shouting at the top of his voice, O Kaaba bin Madik, glad tidings. I fell into prostration and knew that reprieve had come. The Messenger of Allah had informed the people of Allah's acceptance of our repentance after the Fajr prayer. The people began conveying the God tidings to us, and they also conveyed the God tidings to my two companions. A person galloped towards me on the horse, and a man from the Beno Estim tribe ran and climbed a mountain. The voice of the man on the mountain reached me quicker than the man who was on horseback. When the, <clears throat> when the person whose voice I had eventually heard, who I heard, eventually came to me, I removed my clothes and placed them on him as appreciation for the glad tidings which he had brought to me. By Allah, I did not have any other clothes on that day, so I borrowed some clothes and wore them. I then left with the intention of meeting the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Along the way, groups of people met me and congratulated me on the acceptance of the repentance and said to me, Congratulations on Allah's acceptance of your repentance until I entered the Masjid. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu was sitting with people around him. Talha ibn Ubaidillah hastened toward me, embracing me and congratulating me. By Allah, none of the other Muhajireen besides him stood up to meet me. Kaab never forgot this act of Talha. When I greeted the Messenger of Allah, his face was beaming out of happiness. He said to me, God tidings to you on the best day of your life since your mother gave birth to you. I asked, O Messenger of Allah, is this from you or is it from Allah? He replied, No, it is from Allah. Whenever the Messenger of Allah used to be happy, his face would shine as if it was a piece of the full moon. This was how we would recognize his happiness. When I sat down in front of him, I said, O Messenger of Allah, part of my repentance is that I will give some of my wealth and charity to Allah and his Messenger. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Retain some of your wealth as that will be better for you. I said, I will retain my share that I received from Khaybah. I then said, O Messenger of Allah, Allah saved me on account of my honesty and part of my repentance is that I will speak nothing but the truth for the rest of my life. By Allah, I do not know any Muslim of any Muslim whom Allah bestowed with anything better than what he bestowed me since the day I mentioned this to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu By Allah, I never intended speaking a lie ever since I said that to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu Until this day, and I hope that Allah will protect me from speaking lies for the remainder of my life as well. Allah revealed the following verses. And Allah turned in mercy to the Messenger of Allah and the Muhajirun and Ansar who followed him in the hour of distress, after the hearts of some of them were almost shaken. He then turned again in mercy to them. Surely he is most compassionate and most merciful to them. And he turned in kindness to those three who were kept behind until the land was narrowed for them despite its vastness. Their own lives became narrowed for them and they were convinced that there was no safety from Allah except towards him. He then turned in mercy to them so that they may turn to him. Surely Allah is most kind, most merciful. O you who believe, fear Allah and stay with the truthful. This is Surah Tawbah. By Allah, after guiding me to Islam, Allah Azawajal did not bestow me with a greater bounty than the ability to speak the truth to the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu and the ability not to speak a lie to him and be destroyed like the others. The worst thing which Allah said about anyone was when he revealed these verses about those who had lied. They will swear before you by Allah when you return to them so that you may leave them alone. Pay no attention to them. They are impure and their abode is hell as punishment for what they earn. They will swear before you so that you may be pleased with them. Even if you are pleased with them, Allah is certainly not pleased with the disobedient ones. Kaab radiallahu anhu said, The matter of the three of us was deferred from that of those whose excuses the Messenger of Allah sallallahu accepted when they took oaths that they were speaking the truth and took pledges of allegiance from them and sought forgiveness. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu deferred the matter until Allah decided regarding it. Allah said, and he turned in kindness to those three who were kept behind. The words who were kept behind do not refer to our remi remaining behind from the expedition. Rather, they refer to his deferring and delaying of our matter as opposed to those who took oath before the Messenger of Allah sallallahu 
within him and presented excuses to him, which he accepted. Another narration has the Messenger of Allah sallallahu departed on a Thursday for the expedition to Tabuk. He liked departing on a Thursday. Another narration has he would only return from a journey during the day. At the time of mid-morning, when he returned, he would first go to the masjid, offer two rakahs of prayer, and remain seated there. So, this is a, a hadith that uh, Imam Manawi includes in the chapter on repentance. And it's clear because it was the, the repentance that Kaab and the two others uh, that made after having stayed back from the battle with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the expedition. And one of the important parts of this story that we can bring into our lives is the importance of sidq, is being truthful and making sure that we only tell the truth and act truthfully in every single state. As Kaab says here, is that, O Messenger of Allah, inna Allah ta'ala innama anjani bi sidq. Allah only save me through sidq through being truthful. And when we've done wrong, we have to admit that we've done wrong. Trying to get around things, trying to act like as if we didn't do something, not admitting what we've done wrong, this is the worst thing that we can do. When we've done wrong, we have to admit it. We have to be broken before Allah Ta'ala, and we have to repent to Him Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and we have to be truthful. As-Sidq Yunji. Truthfulness will always save us. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, to put this into practice and bless us to be able to that repent, Ya Arhamur Rahmin, that from all of the sins we can and may Allah Ta'ala accept our repentance and bless us with a tawbatin nusuha, a sincere repentance, yuzakki biha kalbin, kulubana, wajsamana, warwahana, and that may through that repentance that he's accepted be a means for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify that our bodies, our hearts, and our souls and prepare us to enter into his presence and to know him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.